Uh, hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a theme park podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Uh, hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Well, yeah, as good as it can be. I as think good as it can be. It's trying crazy. times. It's crazy out there. It is. Well, to be honest, it's, it's normal out there. Yeah. But it could get crazy any moment. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Um, coronavirus. Yeah. I was in a pub what? yesterday. Couldn't find a table. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what to... I, I, my, my brain is still trying to process all this nonsense, like what's going on in the world. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. It's easy when you work in news to get uh, kind of desensitized to crazy stuff that happens yeah. in the world. And also uh, some some good old-fashioned gallows humor can also desensitize you massively to uh, crazy things that happen in the world. But yeah, when I find myself just taking a moment to soak up what's happening, it's... Yeah. Absolutely insane. I feel like your, uh, your department at work either like has this gallows humour, yeah, or fully buys into the hype or hysteria. I guess, mm. and like so, like when you came back from Singapore and no one was eating the <laughs> gifts you brought back. No, I know. Yeah, I mean, some did. Yeah, some did, but uh, yeah, you, others uh, didn't. Uh, someone tweeted and you re- responded saying, like, basically. You didn't believe me before. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. Me coming back from Singapore uh, a couple of weeks ago is now looking like small fry because we've now got almost, <laughs> in the UK here, getting on for 10 times as many cases ourselves yeah. and over 20 deaths and they've had none. Yeah. Uh, so it's absolutely crazy how this uh, coronavirus has spread. Uh, obviously, the podcast carries on. As, as Heisenberg once said, nothing stops this train. Yeah, no. Uh, a lot of my like weekly recorded podcasts that I listen to, yeah, have uh, clearly gone to Skype. Oh yes, um, audio quality here remains pristine. Yes. I don't know if we'll ever get to a uh, a place where we have to do remote uh, podcasts. Yes. I no. guess it's not impossible, but uh, I think we'll. We are recording behind closed doors this week. Obviously, no live audience. <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. So uh, if you can't hear people, you know, bursting out laughing in the background yeah. at our incredible banter, yeah, uh, that will be why. Can we get a laugh track? Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should. Uh, but yeah, uh, the coronavirus. We have um, t- touched upon it, uh, you know, over the last few weeks on the podcast in a fairly big way. A couple of weeks ago, when it completely sort of it put the first nail in the coffin of our Japan trip, yeah. when the coronavirus caused the Disney. Parks out in Tokyo and the Universal Park in Osaka to close. Uh, those closures have been extended now, and other Disney parks and Universal parks and other theme parks generally yeah. Legoland, across the world, yeah. notably the US, have all now started to shut US for various periods of time. Obviously, Universal Singapore, the only one of the big names yeah. that is still open, it's still standing, um, has not closed at all. I was listening to the uh, one of the Jim Hill media network podcast uh, the universal joint which is oh, all right. about the universal parks yeah um and he was saying or they were saying about how uh that is still open because the island that it's on that's uh, sentosa sentosa yeah um it's obviously big gambling island right and so they need people to gamble to be able to make profit mm. so shutting the uh, universal is not really helpful to them getting people in so that is why one of the reasons it's still open right yeah and it's also just worth noting that i think uh, I think the World Health Organization has cited Singapore as being as having done a particularly good job of yeah. uh, responding to and containing the coronavirus. Seems and like so, I, I guess sensible. you know, um, attractions like Universal have genuinely not felt the need 
to close yeah. um, because they feel as though it's not spread enough and people are taking all the precautions they need to. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to know uh, at this point in the UK whether our approach is madness or or genius in the long term. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I must yeah. admit, uh, every time I... I, I I initially thought this makes sense to me, but obviously you can't ignore all the the naysayers and like and, every other country that's gone into like lockdown. And- yeah, and also I can't deny that I found Boris Johnson's uh, latest press conference, uh, where he rather morbidly admitted that a lot of people are going to lose loved ones, uh, and someone compared that to Lord Farquhar in Shrek. <laughs> Some of you may die, but it is a sacrifice. I am willing to make. <laughs> I can't deny that that tickled me and terrified me in equal measure. Yeah, but um, hey ho, it's, it's like, but it's the most like matter of fact he's been about anything. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, on the one hand, yeah, he's finally listening to some expert guidance by the sounds of things. Yeah. The, uh, the medical expert we... is someone that I feel like I can't trust. Like he looks like a hypochondriac. Um, <laughs> like he thinks everything is going to kill him. Right, kind of person like he, he's kind of obviously he's obviously not had a lot of sleep I'd imagine over mm. these past few days weeks no. trying to deal with it but he looks like uh, he's writing like drawing lines between things going <laughs> what come on yeah. can you not see yeah my favourite thing is how like because <laughs> obviously in the UK here for, for those of you who don't know uh, despite the fact that the government hasn't officially declared an end to mass gatherings and things like that not yet it seems no, yeah. imminent uh, but their approach up until now has been try to keep calm and carry on uh, but you know sporting events and things like that have started to take matters into their own hands the Premier League is the big one that is now off for the time being Um, but football journalists of course who need to keep making a living have still tried to create some form of content and I read a story yesterday about how Mikel Arteta is planning a major overhaul in the summer and the kind of signings he wants to bring in at Arsenal Mikel Arteta the Arsenal manager who's been diagnosed with the coronavirus and I just had this image of him in my mind of him like in his bedroom by himself with loads of pictures (laughs) pinned up on the wall he's like meticulously planning this squad revamp at a time where the world gone crazy and it's hard to know whether or how this season that has been curtailed is ever going to finish uh let alone the next one starting yeah so i don't know it's gone mad but i mean i guess to try and get back onto theme parks for those of you who uh, may not be fully on top of what's happened uh disney world is shut universal florida is shut yep disneyland california is shut for only the fourth time in its history yeah, uh, well I, we should say it shuts. This is the last. Yeah, right. As this airs. Yeah. This is the final weekend. This is the final day. Yeah. And they're all closing at the moment until the end of the month. Yeah. End of March. I don't know what they hope or expect to happen in the next two weeks. That would mean they can reopen in April. I would be. Yeah. As hard as it is to imagine a place like Disney World remaining shut for months. Yeah. As I say, I don't know what could possibly change that would give them the confidence to reopen. Like, I don't know. And we'll hear more about what Disney World have has kind of felt like in the last little while because a friend of the show and regular listener, Mr. Ben, Mr. Ben. Uh, is out there and uh, he's emailed in some thoughts on his trip so far, but also uh, has spoken yeah. about um, what the vibe has been like at the parks since the announcement yeah. that they were going to be closing. Um so I don't know if it's worth us just listening to that now, Josh. And uh, here is reporting from uh, the gates of Hollywood Studios, Mr. Ben.
Hello there, it's Ben. I'm in Disney World. I'm currently staring across a lake at the entrance to Hollywood Studios at about 6.30 in the morning as I attempt to go and get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance for the last time and to ride on Slinky Dog because I've not ridden it yet and uh, there ain't much time left. Uh, so, quick update on what's been happening here in Disney World. Uh, a few, about a week and a half ago, they added antibacterial hand gel stations everywhere. Um, didn't really call them out or have any signs or anything, but they just quietly appeared overnight. Uh, and then a couple of days ago, they put mobile hand washing stations everywhere. And uh, these ones had big signs next to them saying, wash your hands. Uh, if you've got flu symptoms, go speak to a medical professional. But they obviously never mentioned coronavirus by name. Um, and they, they're a bit dodgy, actually. You had to pump water yourself with your foot uh, and then use soap and whatnot. But um, no one really used them. It's not like Disney Cruise Line where they had cast members giving you antibacterial wipes before you go to a quick service. It was very much a, hey, if you want to, here you go. And most people went, we don't want to. So not really much changed here. Uh, and then about 24, 36 hours ago, um, at 10 to 11 at night, a push notification got sent out to the My Disney Experience app saying the parks are closing for a couple weeks. Uh, if you're leaving your resort, you don't need to come to the front desk. We'll automatically refund your stay, uh, which was a fairly short way of dealing with the situation. No mention of why or, or an apology or such. Um, and then now, if you open the app, you get a little notification which says basically the same thing and takes you to a website uh, which gives their refund policy, which is also not great. Um, the uh, in my own situation, for example, uh, we've flown over from the UK, obviously. Uh, we've got a 14-day ticket, um, and we'll have one day that's unused, which isn't the end of the world. Um, but we could fly back before the end of the year and use that one day for free. Or if you get to the end of the year and you can't come back, uh, then you can, with any completely unused ticket, get a refund that can only be used for the purchase of another ticket. So, not terribly useful for most people, I would think. Uh, and the crazy thing is that there's no signs anywhere or any information to say the parks are closing. So I'm outside Hollywood Studios now. There's quite a lot of people queuing up already. Uh, and there's nothing, no sign at all that the parks are closing in less than 48 hours. Um, as I say, most of it's been done through the app. And there are a lot of people that don't use the app. So I think there can be a few disappointed people on Monday when they uh, rock up at the park entrance to be told we're not opening. Uh, so anecdotally, uh, yesterday I went to three theme parks. I went to Epcot in the morning uh, and it was crazy quiet. So I got there about 10 o'clock in the morning, walked straight in, no queue. Managed to get on Frozen, which had a wait time of 15 minutes, which is unheard of. Um, and even scarier, I went to the Starbucks, which usually has a 25 minute wait time and managed to get a drink in five minutes. So that sort of shows the scale of how much it quieted down. Uh, in Hollywood Studios later in the day, nearly everything was under an hour wait time. Uh, obviously the Rise of the Resistance boarding passes had all gone early in the morning, but um, 
there was still like an 80 minute wait time for Minnie and Mickey, which is really low for a, a brand new ride. Uh, and then in the Magic Kingdom, later in the evening, everything was under an hour except Snow White, which was, sorry, not Snow White, the Seven Dwarfs, uh, which was only 85 minutes. So it's fairly quiet. Uh, my gut feeling is that most American visitors have gone home because they can, uh, and the international ones are still here because they can't um, until they're flights so it seems to be getting quieter uh, I mean this morning you have to excuse me I'm just turning the corner around the uh, Skyliner station and uh, there is a big queue of people here at quarter seven in the morning for Hollywood Studios so it's pretty much business as usual I'll leave the report as that pretty much business as usual for the theme park a bit quieter but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people on Monday morning who are confused as to what's going on because uh, resort guests are allowed to stay in their resorts but to be honest there isn't much to do in the resorts apart from use the pool and go to the restaurant there's uh, not a great deal because they figured when they built them there's uh, four theme parks and two water parks on our door so we probably don't need to do much else uh, so yeah interesting times all I can say is that I'm glad I'll be leaving on Monday evening but I uh, hope you have a great podcast guys and I will catch you soon so that was Mr. Ben thanks very much we really appreciate yeah, thanks, the, uh, uh, the insight from what's going on there roving reporter had his um yeah he walked into the uh shop yeah uh picked out the virus suit <laughs> uh walked into the changing room and he appeared in hollywood studios <laughs> uh what do you make about some of the stuff you had to say about you know the hand sanitizing stations the hand wash- washing stations it all seems kind of like a bit nothing to see here or as close to that as they were as yeah, they can get it's an odd one um obviously he mentions um the cruise line uh where Disney in particular are very hard on making sure people wash their hands before they eat. Yeah. Because uh, cruise lines have always been a hotbed for viruses. Yes. Um, whereas they're not doing that at Disney World or uh, I'm imagining they're not doing that at uh, California either. Um, and they, they, you know, so they've got these actual like hand washing stations rather than just disinfectant stations. Mm-hmm. So you still have to pump water with, like as he says, with your feet um, and then just soap that you then wash your hands with. You know, it'd be easier if they just had hand sanitizing units but i guess it's quite hard to get hold of that stuff is it they have loads of soap and endless supply of water so it's easier to set those up than um, you know what they should do maximum efficiency yeah is put soap in the water on splash mountain yes so that everyone who goes on the ride yeah when they get splashed at the end they're clean yes or even uh jungle cruise so when your boat sinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just fall in just feels like you're falling into a nice bathtub yeah. Oh. uh yeah that would be quite nice actually usually um, your waterfall to uh yeah mix it absolutely yeah. uh and then you know uh, ben mentioned there that he got the notification on the app about the fact that the parks were going to be closing, although the coronavirus, COVID-19, never actually really explicitly mentioned. Not mentioned. Uh, and You click on the uh, push notification and it goes nowhere. Yeah. Um, I looked at the app myself this morning and uh, he's right. You click through onto the link and it is kind of all about refund policy and whatnot. Uh, there is no real explicit mention of coronavirus. Obviously, when Disney put out the press statement... Uh, they did directly yeah. kind of address the fact that yes, this is clearly because of coronavirus. If you go and read news stories about it, but you know, if people, if other, you know, if people are a little bit out of the loop 
out there and you know until very recently like as of recording yesterday you could understand why americans especially might feel like a bit out of the loop because the president's response to this has basically been don't worry uh, well it was it's a hoax he's rode back from that a little bit and is yeah. at least acknowledging that yes there's a virus and it could be bad but it's still very much a um don't worry too much folks yeah. kind of response and it's like yeah it's absolutely terrifying frankly uh, but yeah you could understand why uh some who maybe aren't as plugged in uh would need maybe slightly more explicit guidance about why the parks are closing and when they are closing rather than just uh this kind of slightly um generic notification yeah. alert and of course not everyone has the app either. No. So, yeah. as Ben rightly says. So, it's it's a strange one. It's a strange situation. Um, and I, I would agree with Ben when he said that uh, they'll probably have people turning up on Monday. Yeah. Uh, to to expecting to get in. And, and being turned away. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, he says that the app said that uh, you don't have to go to the front desk when you check out. I assume you can then check out on the app. I don't know. I'm not sure how the, the, the resort stuff really works, to be honest, because I've never stayed in no, a Disney so, hotel. And it's, um, yeah. It's, so maybe uh, you have to go to the front desk when I think you first that was arrive. Specifically in terms of like getting a refund, right? Yeah. So, but you still have to, but for me, checking out is going to the front desk. I guess you don't have keys anymore because you just use the app or yeah, your the, magic band. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I guess you can just check out via the app now. Um, Quite possibly. But, um, but obviously people stats. aren't going to be forced out of the hotels if their stay extends beyond Monday. No, uh, yeah. They will be allowed to stick around, which I believe is what's happened in like Tokyo. Uh, if you know, Yeah, people... but they're not allowing any new guests in no. Tokyo. And I also obviously what you can get up to in hotels is very limited. Yeah. It's also though worth noting... be shut out of thought. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, Disney Springs in Florida remains open. Downtown Disney in California remains open. The Disney Village in Paris remains open. We will. Uh, the whatever the equivalent is in Tokyo has remained open. Right. And in China, in Disneyland Shanghai, uh, their equivalent of Downtown Disney has started to reopen. Uh, okay. that, that's a crazy thing about all this. Like as China sort of comes out the other side of this, everyone um, else is awakening. We're, to it. we're yeah awakening to it. And you've seen you know, not just on the Disney front, but another good indicator of this is the the Apple response to the virus which has been to close every store yeah everywhere uh, uh, yeah. but as the ones in china begin to reopen yeah uh, um, it's crazy like i went to blue water this on. morning um which is a shopping center local to us yes um super anecdotal but uh walk past the apple shop and there's six guys standing out front and they're like yo if you have ordered online to pick up at the store uh you can do that or if you're dropping your phone off for a repair that you've already set up, you can do that. But that is it. You can't buy a phone from there. Uh, you can't see a genius about anything. No. Uh, that is, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so theme parks, I think it's basically safe to assume that every theme park on Earth is closing down. Yeah. Because it was just, if you go a theme park inside, uh, I believe, um, or it might be Theme Park Attractions Magazine. Um, they've been literally retweeting every statement posted by seemingly every theme park. Right. Um, it always amuses me when, like, uh, someone has to post a statement on Twitter and it's too long just to be a tweet and they put it 
in like a fancy graphic or whatever. And it's normally like an apology for something bad that they've said or like a very official looking announcement. And all of these theme park announcements look like they've been formatted in almost exactly the same way and are (laughs) all copy paste. We're closing on Monday or from Monday the 16th and we're at the moment planning to be shut through the end of the month and then hopefully we'll reopen in April. Um, Like Control C replaced Disney World with Universal. There was a brief window where uh, like Busch Gardens and SeaWorld were saying we plan to stay open at the moment uh but i think yeah within a day of the disney news they then decided okay yeah we're going to shut too which yeah is is potentially significant for bush gardens yeah. for example where you know they seemingly they've been testing iron guardi and is you know that is probably only a couple of weeks away at this point um they will be hoping that they feel yeah. confident enough to reopen to get that ride going in in April, but yeah, it's impossible to say. I find it very hard to believe that any of these parks are going to reopen uh, as early as April. And obviously, I had a trip coming up, which is all but dead. All but uh, dead. It is, you know. I can't quite believe. I mean, it's obviously a small fry in the grand scheme of things. We're trying to keep things light here, yeah. Uh, but obviously, this is a really horrible illness for well for everyone yeah. because it's not good for anyone's anxiety, frankly, or like mental well being, even if. Physically, it won't have a huge impact on you, but for a lot of people, it will have a. People are going to die, obviously, or get very sick. And um, me losing a holiday or two is kind of small is, fry. Is small fry. Uh, I can't deny I'm obviously gutted, but uh, Disney World hopefully will uh, yeah. <laughs> will still be yeah. there. I, uh, uh, I I saw a tweet that's like, and I can go back at some point. You can be, you know, concerned about welfare of others, and that's like a lot of people were like. Obviously, been tweeting out that they're gutted that their holidays are being cancelled or they can't go somewhere because it's been cancelled or films getting cancelled, um, and then they're getting abuse. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I think that's, that's really stupid. It's like people like, say, "You can be disappointed." Yeah, and I, I can't believe concern. you're upset that a quiet place has been delayed. My, you know, think of my nan could die, and it's yeah, like, it's like you, you know, you, it, they're not mutually exclusive. No, I, exactly. I, yeah. you know. I can be very concerned about the welfare of my grandmother whilst also being disappointed that various plans I've had for the first half of this year that I've been looking yeah. forward to are all uh, are all gone. Yeah. Uh, um, world could well go under. Uh, yeah, which would be, uh, in terms of timing, particularly tragic for us because yeah. <laughs> we've just committed uh, the money uh, for another annual pass. And, yeah. uh, I mean, we're going <laughs> to, as of recording, <laughs> we're going to go as many times as we can during the next week, yeah. see all the movies that are out that we haven't yet seen because uh, who knows which one of those could be the final movie exactly. that we see at a Cineworld. Um, yeah. Never, and it, it's it's guaranteed to be something awful because every every good looking movie in the next little while is is not coming out now. Yeah. Um, um, I guess it's so, kind of yeah. completely separate again. But anecdotally, uh, my parents are on holiday. Yes, uh, at the moment they were meant to go to Rome to watch the Italy England game in the Six Nations. That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah. Uh, so they then pivoted and went to Spain instead. Oh dear. Uh, so they're on a uh, La Manga Club, which is like a private resort. Yeah. Um, and then they got there uh, Thursday, and then yesterday they got a message uh, saying, "Yeah, uh, the pools are shut. Uh, you can't leave campus, uh, and none of the like the pharmacies open. That's the only thing that's open. Yeah, so they can't do anything. Right. Yeah. And now Spain is going into lockdown. Yes. Uh, so it's uh, it remains to be seen. Um, like, like some airlines are literally in the air uh, yeah. turning around and going back to the UK uh, having been heading towards Spain it remains to be seen whether or not people will be able to get out of Spain yes um, uh, I so... can't 
I don't know, to be honest. I can't see it. I, don't, I think when it was still relatively small scale for Europe, yeah. um, there was obviously more of a willingness on the part of countries to uh, repatriate uh, citizens from wherever they may have ended up getting stranded. Uh, now that it's such a global pandemic and you're just as at risk of catching it in the UK as you are in Spain, as you are in Italy, as you are anywhere, really. Yeah. It, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, it's like, I feel like uh, a lot of big words have almost lost meaning over the years because they're so overused in all aspects of life. Like yeah. whether you're talking about from something as simple as describing a great goal someone has scored to talking about how ill you might be feeling, yeah. there is a tendency to use these very hyperbolic words. Uh, but in this case, uh, you can genuinely say that this is unprecedented. Yeah. And for that reason, no one knows what's going to happen. I, I, yeah, And least of all us, who yeah. are just two unqualified people sitting in a bedroom talking about, or trying to talk about theme parks, but... Yeah. getting consistently sidetracked because frankly it's just a bit mental I, if, don't, I don't know uh, what's going on yeah if my parents can't get a flight home yeah. i might have to try and find a way of getting of driving all the way to spain <laughs> to pick them up you know yeah. it's c- crazy it's it's really bizarre and and on the topic of movies uh getting pushed back uh jungle cruise uh <sighs> a trailer came out for that this week yeah, did, a yeah. new trailer and it looks like it could be a pretty fun throwback adventure movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's hard to know, you know, whether or not that will come out in July as planned. Um, you would hope, but who knows? Like, it's impossible. Pushing everything back, Fast and Furious being pushed back. A whole year. Yeah. Uh, Mulan, having premiered and the critics have seen it. Oh, uh, really? I didn't even realise yeah, that. Yeah, uh, that has been pushed back. So that, is that embargoed then? Currently? Yeah, cause so with Mulan, I be- the early like Twitter reactions have come out. Right. Which are only ever really positive. Of course. And then the actual kind of critic reviews. I assume the critics have, have also seen it because it, it premiered. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they... Um, so presumably that, that embargo is now just like indefinite. Yeah. And I believe it might be the same for the for a quiet place 2. I think yeah. critics may have seen that one as well. I think a quiet place 2 is a good film. Like Mulan we pretty much know how that's going to go right in terms of how the film is. I mean the only Twitter reactions whatever you can take from them were, you know, were good. No, I, I sorry I meant in terms of like the storyline and stuff. Oh, I see what Whereas you mean. a quiet place is a film that is better off seeing before you read anything about. It, oh, I see, I yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, how have you been coping so far, Josh, in terms of your home life? You've obviously made cookies, is that? Yes. Uh, they've been sitting there uh, sort of waiting to be eaten, I guess. But yeah. uh, was this? did you go Tesco this morning and the, the shelves were I I did. Empty? I went to Sainsbury's. Um, I, there was no pasta. <laughs> uh, there was no bog roll. Uh, I saw someone, I was in one aisle and I heard someone go, uh, there's no more eggs. <laughs> and I was like, what? there's no more eggs. How am I meant to make cookies with eggs? Why did you want to make cookies? Is this just another string to add to your like dating profile bow? Uh, <laughs> like, like, as, as irresistible as you are already, obviously. Of course, yes. Uh, if you say you can bake on uh, on your dating app yeah. profile, then that's only going to help, I would imagine. I, I like to think that I am a master baker. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you've made some cookies. Yes. Uh, I I kind of was like... Before it kind of got a bit crazy. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna. My parents are away. I'm gonna make some cookies. Nice. Got a free free kitchen. Yeah. And you uh, went ahead and did it anyway. Went and yeah. Um, I had to go to. I went to Sainsbury's. Um, got pretty much everything. Had to buy like the fancier 
ingredients because all of the cheap ingredients had gone. Oh, like the boy. flour had gone. Oh no! Every kind of flour. That's mad. Weirdly though, the pasta, f- the like the flour you use to make pasta, still there. Right. So it's like. I what we've run out of actual pasta, but no one wants. I find it. I, to make I find pasta. it a, a weird indictment of of, of British people uh, that you know. Well, for one, that they're stockpiling at all. I find it ridiculous. But the fact that everyone's stockpiling pasta because uh, you can guarantee that you know when it comes to like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, people would not be stockpiling Chinese food. They just wouldn't. No. Because they would be saying like, oh, I don't want to eat Chinese food yeah. right now. Have you seen uh, the... Uh, but they will happily eat Italian food. Yeah. Um, have you seen the tweet? And we all know about, what that is. Um, yeah. Uh, racism. Yes. Um, have you seen the tweet about the guy who was working, like, a text message about how he'd ordered Chinese and halfway through it, coming to his house, he realised that it was Chinese and therefore didn't want it. <sighs> uh, and it's basically... a, a uh, texts from the owner of the Chinese place going, hey, uh, are you there? The food's outside. Um, please, he's, he's still waiting. And then at the end, it's like, I'm shutting up now. Loads of people don't want food. I'm going to throw a load of food away. Please, just if you want the food, please just take it. And then, but he like sent the number as well. Like he didn't hide the number. Right. So then that Chinese restaurant or takeaways it owner like inundated with with orders from good no, samaritans but it's like a load of people going hey i hope that you and your family are going to be okay yeah uh, it's a really order. messed up situation um yeah but there are cookies here yes so um did you wash your hands every time you needed the dough uh, my hands are so dry by the way my knuckles are so red and crusty they hurt when i have a hot shower <laughs> <laughs> they stink i uh so i, I I was anti-backing quite a lot. Yeah. And then I went, well, this is stupid because anti-backing, most anti-back isn't actually any good for coronavirus anyway. It's like 95% glitter. Yeah. It has to be over 70% yeah. alcohol. So I was like, sod this. Mm. I wash my hands slightly more regularly than I used to. Uh, and I've also got a hand moisturizer, like a, uh, not like the builder that I once was, um, to try and keep my hands feeling, uh, relatively normal nice um but yeah i'm going in this is the the first time i've made cookies um i think that the chocolate is a bit too bitter um and i think i need to work on the baking part like the actual oven part of it i think uh, the oven was a bit too hot um and maybe uh, i didn't i had it too high in the oven i i would actually um disagree Oh really? On the uh, the oven side of things, I think they are crispy and on the outside, soft and chewy in the middle. For me, that's for this type of cookie. Which for the listeners out there, maybe we should put this on our Instagram. But there's a there's a depth to these cookies. It's not, for example, uh, you know, I maintain best cookie out there, Islands of Adventure, Stroke Universal Studios, yeah, Florida cookie. Those are quite flat. They are. Very spread out. They are wide cookies. Big circumference, not much depth. These are, I guess, they're not, I don't know if people are familiar with rock cakes, but they're not dissimilar to that in terms of sort of shape, depth, I would say. Um, but, yeah, the consistency, Josh, I would say, is is pretty much spot on. So, well, thank you very much. Congratulations. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, there's walnuts in there as well. Oh. To add a little bit of uh, texture. Um, I should mention 
because I think it's only right that uh, these are based on a YouTube video that I watched by Joshua Weissman, um, who was trying to recreate a cookie from um, a New York bakery uh, called Levain. Right. Um, which I think is like a Jewish bakery. Um, uh, yeah, so he's kind of recreated them, and then I've kind of copied the recipe from there. Um, he uses 70% cocoa, uh, 70% chocolate. Um, I've used predominantly 90%. Oh. Yeah. Um, and these are the uh, ones with dairy in. I'm also – so my mum – uh, and my nephew, who's coming next weekend, uh, assuming that <laughs> they don't postpone due to coronavirus, yeah, um, don't eat dairy particularly. Mm. So I'm going to try and uh, make a vegan-friendly one next week using uh, vegan-friendly uh, butter equivalent, um, and like a sunflower-based uh, replacement, uh, and a vegan-friendly uh, chocolate. Yeah. I've got messy fingers now, Josh. Yes, you do. Um, um, alas. <laughs> have you ever tried, or, or your parents, ever tried to recreate any Florida favourites? I'll help you out there while you chew. Terrible time to uh, take a bite. Uh, my mum has tried Aussie cheese fries from Outback Steakhouse. How did they go? Pretty straightforward. You know, slightly healthier variant. They're kind of oven chips rather than fries. But of course. Still covered in melted cheese and a bit of bacon and onion. Can't very, really go wrong, very to be fair. For you. Absolutely. And um, also the cheese biscuits from Red Lobster. I don't know if uh, you're familiar okay. with these. No. They're kind of infamous out in uh, America. I, I have had cheese biscuits, not from Red Lobster, but yeah. I mean, we always called them cheese scones. Yeah. Because that's kind of what they looked and felt like to us. They're really good. They are clearly infused with a disgraceful amount of butter and salt. <laughs> Uh, which is why they are so nice, frankly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they really are very, very nice. And again, my mum has tried to sort of make a slightly healthier variant of them. And uh, yeah, it, they, they're all right. But I think, again, rather infamously, Red Lobster have not really revealed the recipe. So the best you that's can really true. find is kind of someone on like Pinterest mm. who has tried to get as close as possible. And I think that's something that I think my mum followed something of that ilk. But um, I guess, yeah, maybe uh... with, with, you know, we, we don't know uh, how. Uh, the quarantine is going to affect business in terms of places going into lockdown. If it gets that bad in Florida and Red Lobster, or anywhere in the US, and Red Lobster needs to go down, maybe as a uh, as a as kind of an offering to society, they'll reveal the recipe. Uh, I, I think I had one time, um, I guess, a cheese biscuit uh, made with uh, Gruyere cheese. What is that? Um, it's a type of cheese. I don't know exactly where it's from. I, I think it's an Italian cheese, but I could be wrong. Um but you can get uh, breadsticks over here, which I like, or Gruyere twists, oh. as they call them, um, which are delightful. Uh, <laughs> Gruyere cheese is a re- really nice cheese from baking with. Um, yeah, highly recommend. I'll, I'll make pretzels at some point, um, which obviously is staple, but they're not. But they're not necessarily specific to theme parks, um, unless yeah, I haven't actually tried to make bake anything from there. Uh, I used to do a bake off at work. Right. Um, so I've made like custard tarts, uh, Chinese custard tart, which is based on a Portuguese tusted, custard tart. Um, and I made baked cheesecake as well. Oh, yeah. Impressive stuff. Um, Haven't McDonald's yeah. just made the Big Mac sauce publicly available? Is that, is, maybe that's a. Oh, really? Um, wow. I thought they had. I, I, feel, I feel like I've seen this going around. Maybe it's not in the UK. Maybe, I don't know. 
But maybe that will sort of open the floodgates. You can buy pots of Big Mac sauce now. Right. Like it, well, not buy it, but like they give it to you. You can buy, all ask for it. Oh, I see. In McDonald's. I don't know. I The impression I got was that you could just buy it in sort of, you know, ketchup-style bottles. That'd be massive. That would be very... That would be a game-changer, especially at a time like this. Yes. Uh, you have started to see kind of... Uh, uh, brands and companies trying to offer sort of goodwill gestures to get a bit of good PR amid the the crisis. I noticed Disney have put Frozen Two on Disney Plus early, uh, but they immediately uncut, un- undercut that kind offering by putting Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus early as well. No, cancel my subscription. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, next winter when we can all post those Poe memes of somehow coronavirus mm. has returned. Tell you what, I'm really quite pleased with them cookies. They're very good, Josh. Yeah, thanks. You should be very proud of yourself. Yeah. I would um, put them on my dating profile if I'd made those cookies. The, the good thing is about these um, is that I have made a massive batch of them. Oh. Um, and I only made four this morning. Right. Um, two, I, I had two previously... Uh, before you got here, uh, we've just had two between us here. Um, the rest of them uh, are on two baking trays in the freezer. Ah. And they will last uh, a couple of months in the freezer like that. Stockpiling. Stockpiling. And then you can just, you know, of an evening for a dessert, you pull mm. a couple of them off, stick them in the oven for 10 minutes. Bob's your uncle. Excellent. Mm. Excellent stuff. Very impressive. Uh, we've kind of gone off on a wild tangent here yeah. uh, to get back onto theme parks, but to try and sort of get away from the coronavirus. Lighten the mood. Lighten the mood a bit. Uh, ben, as we said, has obviously been at Disney World and as oh, well as giving our roving us... roving reporter. Yeah, our roving reporter, as well as sending us his little report earlier about the kind of the atmosphere and the vibe in light of all the coronavirus developments. Uh, he's also sent us some thoughts on some of the latest and greatest attractions at Disney World, which uh, we ourselves have unfortunately not had the chance to ride. And obviously, uh, with the the situation as it is, uh, who knows when we might get the chance to ride them ourselves. But uh, yeah, he sent us his thoughts on Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, which... We got some insight into last week when I spoke to um, uh, Park Stop's Alicia Stella. Uh, but he's also, I think, given us some thoughts on Rise of the Resistance, which uh, at this point is a, a little older, but still uh, new and very popular, of course. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, take it away. He's, he's emailed us uh, yeah. with this, and uh, you can email us, podcast at parkrush.com, which means I can play the music, by the way. And uh, over to Ben. Yeah. First of all, I think like I feel like Ben uh, needs his own jingle. Uh, Ma- yeah, yeah, maybe we need to invest in a in a Ben jingle. I, I feel like you just pull the uh, Mr. Ben theme. Uh, yeah, that yeah that makes sense. Yeah. I guess um, <laughs> we don't get paid for this, so no. uh, like what they're gonna do? I mean, I've been very liberal with licensed music recently. I have to say. Oh. Yeah. When we did the uh, our Warner Brothers gonna make a theme park episode. Yeah. I very liberally just put movie music behind most of the conversations excellent yeah Yeah. are they going to put Lord of the Rings in the theme park cue concerning hobbits (laughs) Uh, but yeah anyway Uh, okay so here we go Uh, hey guys hello Ben Uh, thought I'd send you a brief trip report from Disney World Uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway Um, managed to get on this on opening day congratulations that's um, big Mm. um certainly for us theme park fans, Um, arrived just before 7am for an 8am park opening and queue was already three hours. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jumped up to five hours whilst uh, 
I was there, but we were on in around 90 minutes. Five hours. That's mad. Yeah. Um, great ride, although the Mickey Mini animatronics had a bendy and the ink machine vibe, uh, which was disturbing. They do look a bit freaky, I have to say. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a weird, like, trying to 3D do animation that is, like, meant to look hand-drawn. I don't yeah. know if it actually is hand drawn. Or it's it's similar to um, like Anna and Elsa makes like looks pretty good on the uh, Frozen ride because they're digitally animated. Yeah, Whereas, well, like the Simpsons, for example, the Simpsons ride. Obviously, you're used to seeing those characters all 2D. Yeah, and then you see them in rendered in 3D on the ride, much like you used to in all the old like Simpsons video games. Yeah, and there's something a bit obviously a bit off and weird about it. Um, but I guess the the thing with the uh, with the Mickey and Minnie animatronics are they are still in terms of the overall aesthetic and the art style they're still I think designed to mirror and mimic the two D animation yeah but are three dimensional whereas yes. when the Simpsons goes three D it's it's not they, got they like kind the, of redo it yeah they they kind of look like three D characters they haven't got like the the lines you know the the, yeah. the the pen pencil lines around the the edges um, for example whereas with this yeah it's kind of like it's like a three D drawing yeah they've tried to pull us into the through into the animation rather than. Uh, pull the animation out into our world. Yes, Josh. Yeah. Nice. Then goes on. Uh, the Daisy Duck section was particularly good, though. I've heard about this. Um, I was listening to the uh, Park Stop podcast earlier in the week, uh, where Alicia talks in more detail about uh, friend, this, friend this of the ride. show. At this point, yes, friend of the show. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she talked around this Daisy Duck section, so not to spoil it. Right. But yeah, it sounds like it's. Uh, particularly notable. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. I've watched uh, videos from uh, the Tim Tracker on YouTube and the like. And Is he a friend of the show? Uh, unfortunately not. Maybe we can get him on sometime. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I should hit him up. Uh, we should do. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's got a recently newborn child, so it might be quite difficult for him. Oh. But uh, yeah, it looks really good fun. Um, ben continues. Uh, whilst in the queue for that, there was a round of cheers around 8am as everyone started getting Rise of the Resistance boarding passes, including me, for around an hour later. Congratulations, that's quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, I saw um, that uh, he tweeted today as we were recording this, um, so the same day that he sent the audio in. Yes. Uh, that he, he, he had failed to get in sort of the first wave, yes. right? So the first wave is up to 60 three-ish something like that and he was 80 something yeah so yeah. he's got a boarding pass that doesn't actually guarantee him yes. entry whereas if you're in the first like 60 odd you, you will get on yeah I see um, mm. before that though um, I had to join a 30 minute queue uh, in order to get the new Mickey and Minnie ride merch uh, of course yes uh, he went for a magic band and a pin nice um, he hasn't sent a picture of those um I've seen the Mickey and Minnie uh, Magic Band on... Um, Thoughts? It looks very nice. Very, okay. It's got a really nice vintage look. Uh, yeah, I saw someone tweet a picture of cool. it. Cool. Yeah. I, I really want a Magic Band just because I'm a sucker. I want a Magic Band. I, yeah. I, we had planned to buy the buy Magic Bands this year, uh, for the although we're not staying on resort. No, yeah. Uh, we were going to buy you know two-week tickets, which gets you the photo pass and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And... Um, 
yeah, we we'd planned to get magic bands and sort of go all in and use that for our fast passes and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I must admit, I you know, I know we talked about it earlier, but I'm I'm really down. I'm really sad, Josh. <laughs> I'm really sad. One day, maybe. Obviously, uh, and Alton Towers, Thought Park, all of those lot are closed this year. Or currently still. Yes, it's uh, not, not It's not, not the season. Yeah, it's out of season right now. Uh, meant to be opening at the end of this month. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, oh yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. Which is a shame because we were going to like look into going this year to at least one of them. For, yes, for trip report purposes. Yes. Um, um, it, like when I, uh, when we cancelled the Japan trip, but I've still got the two weeks off uh, as a recording at the end of week one and a bit of my time off. Yeah, it was meant to be for Japan. So it's still a whole other week just over uh, off work. Um, I had looked tentatively into uh, short haul uh, European trips that I could do on the Eurostar. One of the one of the countries I was considering for like a three day visit was uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, and I thought, oh, can I? Go down to Efteling. Yeah. Uh, that is now shut as well. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't organise yeah. that. I trip. assume Europa Park shut, Port of Ventura will be I shut. I would as imagine well. they're all yeah. closing down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway uh, from Ben. It looks great. Does yeah. look great. Sounds very, like it's really good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was very much looking forward to, to getting the chance to do that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my, my parents were very uh, surprisingly, uh, to be honest, uh, down about the sort of the looming reality of cancelling the trip because I, I had said I said like a week ago I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah, I think it was. More they than, still I think it was beat. more than a week ago. Yeah. To be honest, where I was like, I I got a bad feeling about. You'd this. already had Japan cancelled. Yeah, and I'd James kind Bond of cancelled in a way point. made peace with it. Yeah, uh, but yeah. they they were up until up until. Pretty much as of recording yesterday, being Friday when the parks shut. Yeah. Um, even though the, the case my dad had been making was, we kind of want them to shut now in a way, um, because if they feel like they can reopen, then it, it might coincide with when we go. Yeah. Like if they feel like we'll shut for two weeks, see how it goes, and maybe then even if they say let's shut for another two, and like I don't know, deep clean the park or something. Yeah. By the time we're there, they might feel like, okay, we're going to reopen. We're not guaranteeing that this is it. We might have to close again, but we're going to at least give it a go. And that might be, that might give us a week or something mm. to potentially get into the park or the parks and, you know, get some stuff done. But yeah, I, I don't see it happening because ultimately, whether or not the parks do reopen, I don't think there'll be flights running. No, maybe um, not. And but will there be any airlines uh, well, still existing? Well, I know. Uh, even if flights aren't, banned by governments yeah not enough people will be flying for the airlines to justify running flights yeah um yeah it's a scary time i mean again i I think as as i said a couple weeks ago i don't want to come across as some sort of corporate defense for because i know for well for going through the process of cancelling the japan trip that they do not give a damn ultimately about the passengers when it comes to things like this uh but at the same time, if every airline went out of business, that would be, uh, well, good for the environment, I guess. But I would never get to go to Disney World again. Yeah. Can you sail to Florida? Uh, you can sail to New York. Oh, okay. So it's, um, it's feasible. Yeah. Queen Mary 2 takes seven days to okay. get there. Um, of course, the cruise industry is more likely to go under than the airline yeah. industry well, at this point. Uh, so, so that might not be a prospect either. Queen Mary 2, 
I don't know. You can call me sad for knowing this, but the Queen Mary Two is a is an ocean liner, not a cruise ship. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's very uh, different. Its whole point is that it does transatlantic voyages, it's just direct. Yes. Um, so you spend seven days at sea, basically. Right. You don't stop anywhere, obviously, because there's nothing in the Atlantic to stop. You know, the at. real winner from all this, Josh, long term, London Resort. Yes. If you want your theme park fix, uh, you're going to just have to go to the London Resort. I like. It's probably quite a good thing, like because obviously they're not losing any money because they're not building anything. No, so they can't lose any money. It's just time. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. interesting. Um, ben goes on, um, much like uh, the fight for uh, Star Wars: uh, Rise of the Resistance. Yes, uh, we already know it's a great ride, but wow! Oh, yeah. This definitely feels like the future, and whilst I wasn't blown away by the Stormtrooper scene, uh, seen too many photos, uh, my wife was. Uh, she actually said, I feel sorry for those people. <laughs> <laughs> Must be a boring job just standing there. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope he didn't correct her. Yeah, I hope, just like... I, I know, I agree. Yeah, yes, honey, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best bit for me was just after that whilst waiting to go into the cells as the amount of space used is vast um, also I'm having a hard time working out how the ray hologram is done definitely not Pepper's ghost but it has completely stumped me I'm pretty sure they just Skype Daisy Ridley every yeah, just, yeah. every 15 minutes but it's really clever have you, have you seen because she's the... like so typecast now as Ray. yeah you've seen the video right uh, yeah I have uh, of, and it's, it's really cleverly done yeah 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 um I mean, to be honest with you, I'm still blown away. Well, not maybe not blown away. I still get a kick out of the uh, Buzz Lightyear animatronic with the face projection in the Space Ranger spin. Oh, yeah. Like, I really from like... day one, uh, I've been like, that is so cool. That th- that Buzz Lightyear is cool as hell. And what, 20 years later, I, I guess. Yeah. The Mr. Still, Potato Head one in um, Midway Mania. Yeah. Where he's like telling jokes and yeah. picking on people, yeah. It's, uh, so, yeah, uh, as I say, still impressed by Buzz Lightyear. So, of course, the Ray stuff is um, mind-blowing. That was that was amusing when we was in Paris and uh, Mr. Potato French Head buzz. was then French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much else to report here. It's a shame, really, that much like, you know, Toy Story 3, in terms of Spanish buzz, it wasn't just the language that changed, it was entire personality. Yes. I feel like it's a missed opportunity for it not to actually be a French buzz. Not yes. just buzz speaking French, but well, actually French buzz, you know? Apparently Tim Allen's not, a, like, is actually not a particularly savoury character anymore. Uh, no, well, I mean, he's yeah, if, if depending on your politics, yeah, he's, he's, he's a Republican, like he's a massive yeah, Republican. Um, I don't know if he is... A Trumpian Republican. Apparently, he um, uh, would. Yeah, he is quite outspoken about. Uh, you'd be surprised f- about foreigners. the number of uh, Disney voice actors who have terrible political views. Yes, uh, James Woods. Hate. Well, maybe not him because he's Hades, of course. Of course, yes. Uh, but Jim Cummings, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and now all I can think of is like Winnie the Pooh reciting some hateful, yeah. <laughs> hateful uh, speech about immigrants. The uh, the Hades guy is. Very bad, right? I think oh, so. Yeah, particularly I mean, bad. he rules the underworld. Mm. So um, you've got to be of a type. But, Danny uh, DeVito, on the other hand, nicest guy around. By yeah, absolutely, um, hardcore socialist. Yeah, you got you got to pay the uh, troll toll if you want to get in this boy's soul. Um, Speaking of which, soul. Oh that, boy, that, that new trailer for Soul warmed my heart. Oh, uh, warmed I, I, my heart. I, uh, as I, I said that. last time, um, I think that 
Soul is going to be the better Pixar film this year yes. out of that and onward, but I think it might not do as well. Well, no, especially well, yeah. if it gets delayed. Yeah. All onward is, do, is like more child-friendly or like the animation kind of thing is kind of more child-focused, I feel like. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Like kids, kids these days don't like hand-drawn animation. Mm. Um, much like kids our age didn't like black and white films yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, ben goes on a uh, little bit more. Uh, not much else to report here. Mickey isn't wearing a face mask yet, but antibacterial gel has appeared at all park and restaurant entrances, like you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Audio. Um, the moat around the castle has all been dammed and filled with cranes ready for the castle redecoration. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously they're adding the gold spires and the. For the 50th anniversary. Yeah, and this uh, different coloured shade of blue. Yeah. Um, Oh, and the Skyliner is awesome, <laughs> but I almost shat myself when it stopped at the highest point above Caribbean Beach Resort. Nice. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hope all is well in Blighty, uh, as well as can be, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, things have taken a turn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that you've stopped up on toilet rolls. No need. Well, no need. Got cookies. Yes. Uh uh, he's provided three photos. Nice. We'll, um, put, we'll, we'll put them on the gram, maybe. Yes. And, and, and tag Ben, who I'm also sure is on the gram. Yeah. Um, um, I think he's he's wearing a yeah. uh, Tampa Bay Rays hat, I believe, um, which is the wrong team. Alas. Thanks very much to Ben for reporting back, uh, or reporting from his trip, which as of recording is not quite over. Um, if you want to email us, you can do it. It's podcast at parkrush.com. Cue the music. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the show here, Josh, I think. Yeah. Uh, there was some big news this week, by the way, before all the coronavirus stuff kicked off and kind of killed the news agenda as far as theme parks or took over the news agenda as far as theme parks go. Um, uh, Disney uh, lifted the lid somewhat on their upcoming Marvel land at Disneyland California Adventure, or Disney California Adventure, rather, the Avengers Campus. Yeah. Uh, Loads more details on the Spider-Man ride, the Ant-Man restaurant, uh, various uh, character shows and stuff that will be going on there. Uh, Because this is a long enough episode, I think we're going to save that. Um, Because frankly, with all the theme parks being shut, uh, yeah, Yeah. there there will likely not be a huge amount of theme park news for the next little while. So we're going to save the Marvel discussion and we're going to do that next week. Uh, So stick around for that. The only final thing I would maybe worth uh, me mentioning, it's not, a theme park, but I'd imagine a theme park crowd or a portion of the theme park crowd might get a kick out of it. I did the Harry Potter Warner Brothers Studio oh, Tour yeah. this week, Josh. How was that, um, it was kind of a uh, filling in some of the Japan trip. Yeah. I, it was I, good, I, actually. I still need to do that. It was good. I was uh, I was impressed. It's like a very smooth operation. Like It's very well done. You turn up. Um, it's It's... I, yeah, it's it's impressive. Like that Harry Potter music uh, always kind of puts me in a mood. It, it puts me in a bit of a mood, like a good mood. Yes. Uh, a, a, yeah, yeah. A, a thoughtful uh, mood, um, a nostalgic mood. And yeah, it's as someone who is just, you know, my love of Harry Potter is somewhat waned just because of, you know, J.K. Rowling seems like a slightly unsavory, strange character these days. And, you know, the recent films have been bad and I, I have read the yeah. plot of the Cursed Child play and it looks absolutely insane <laughs> um, uh, yeah. in a bad way. That, that split into two plays yeah. rubs me up the wrong way. Yeah, uh, so, you know... I, th- I think she's not a particularly good writer either. The Harry Potter stuff has been somewhat 
the, the brand, I guess, has been somewhat tainted for me at least. But I still have a soft spot for the the the, the main movie series as a whole, even though if I don't love every one of the movies, no. when taken as a complete set i do have a great fondness for them and some of them within the eight we, uh, we I do might have covered really this like. before uh, i can't remember mm. we've done so many episodes now uh, favorite of the originals uh, oh, azkaban azkaban okay yeah Excellent. followed yeah. probably by goblet of fire although even though they are the most straightforward and least challenging uh, of the films and far more kid Ooh. friendly i do really like the first two like i think as Kid-friendly family films. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a sense of wonder to those two, and they're just very so, Especially that first one is... Uh, yeah, yeah, and like when you consider the pressure that was on them for that first one in terms of like casting uh, and that kind of thing and that kind of thing. I, I, I do think that first film is, is really lovely still. Yeah. Uh, so, is my favorite. Yeah. As well. yeah. Uh, so as a Harry Potter fan, but also as a, someone who's interested in the process of movie making, I thought, yeah, I think the studio tour is fantastic. And, and it's really interesting to kind of go through, um, uh, the sets and the props and uh, and the, the, there's sections dedicated to kind of how the visual effects are done, how the practical effects are done. Um, the staff are all fantastic. They'll answer any questions you have and they're really, really excellent. I can't speak highly enough of them. Um, and I, as, as I said, on the movie making front, there's a really interesting section that I particularly liked, especially in light of asking, you know, what our favourites are about how the, the different filmmakers approached each film and the yeah. considerations they took in terms of putting their own stamp on it in a way in which they thought served the character development and the story. Like something I found really interesting was this very noticeable shift in like uh, color palette and kind of tone going yes. from Chamber of Secrets to Prisoner of Azkaban. It's yeah. almost like a lot of color is just kind of sucked out yeah. of the world and it's reflected as well in kind of like the music and. And even some of the character designs that are slightly changed, like Professor Flitwick going from like this kind of almost like very fantasy looking dwarf character yeah. to someone who's not quite so whimsical, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found it really impressive. I, I won't go on about it uh, a great deal, but I think if you're a Harry Potter fan, you've probably already done it. I mean, I was, I was kind of like taken aback a bit when one of the staff, when they introduced you to the, to the thing said, Oh, from when we opened back in 2012 and I was like 2012 Jesus wow. like because yeah. I remember when it first opened it was meant to be like a temporary thing yeah uh, and has obviously done so well and they continuously add to it uh, and yeah there's a lot to do I mean we went round it in it took us about four hours including a, a brief stop for some butter beer I needed to remind myself if I liked it or not I don't <laughs> uh, but the ice cream is still good the butter beer ice cream is good I still haven't I didn't have butter beer I, I kind of uh, refused to queue for butter beer at, at Universal right so uh, yeah um, Still haven't done it. Yeah, and there's loads of merch as well. I guess it's easier to get butter beer at the. Uh, I mean, it was busy. Oh, was it? Um, despite us being amidst a coronavirus outbreak, mm. uh, it was still busy. Uh, I kept my hands in my pockets the whole time. The thing is, like, there's a lot of good photo opportunities <laughs> that I'm like, maybe next time maybe if next I come time, back, do yeah. I want to hold? Do I want to sit on that broom? Yeah, they're not they're not detailing it down each Every time. time. Yeah, it's um, like I, I've mastered uh, not not using my hands on the train. Right. Yeah. So I will elbow the buttons. Yeah, or wait uh, for someone else to do yeah. it. Yeah. 
yeah. and then sit down and not use my hands. Yeah. Uh, so there are a lot of good, fun photo opportunities that I did not partake in, like sitting on a broom, doing a bit where you're like, you stand next to a broom that's on the floor and take it up and it will come up into your hand. There's loads of green screen fun stuff really that you cool. can do. Uh, lots of like cool forced forced perspective yeah. sets that you can go and sit in, like which gives you an indication of how they filmed scenes where like Hagrid had to look enormous compared to Harry. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I don't it's know. It's all very clever. Uh, one of the things, we always mention it, uh, one of the uh, commentators on BT Sport for rugby um, <laughs> is we, we, call, oh, we go, oh, there he is. Hagrid's back. Right. Because, and you know, in like the very first few films, uh, you, you basically, whenever you saw Hagrid, it was the back of him rather than the front of him. Yeah. And that's because it was played by not. Um, oh, yes. He's, he's a rugby player. Yeah. Who's, a there, who's player. also on stilts and bulked up significantly, yeah. even what, like, so that the. There's also an. Uh, Martin Bayfield. Something I didn't know. There's also, they made an animatronic Hagrid head oh, for really? certain Hagrid scenes as well. So in terms of when it's actually Robbie Coltrane, it's only really when it's a close up yeah. shot. Um, it's really cool. Uh, it's really interesting to find like all about behind the scenes stuff yeah. on, on just Hagrid. There's yeah. so much. Uh, uh, yeah, it's and it's great. Like the 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 sets that are obviously still standing that you can just walk straight through. The amount yeah. of detail in them, almost unnecessarily, really, because half of it will never be seen on camera. Yeah, is just insane. Like the amount of work that goes into uh, a film of that type is quite extraordinary, and and gives you a real extra appreciation for yeah, what yeah. goes into it and yeah uh, all, all eight films covered uh, some of the stuff stands out more than others there's a, a really good section um, in Gringotts Bank uh, cool. where they uh, yeah I won't spoil it uh, in case you end up going but they do some fun stuff with the dragon uh, the Forbidden Forest section is very very cool mm. there's a really impressive Buckbeak animatronic Sweet. it's it's excellent I, I thoroughly recommend it It's I think it was £47 each so it's it's not it's a cheap not day out but it's, it's not terrible for four hours and um yeah, I thought it was very, very impressively done. I would recommend going, albeit maybe, uh, maybe not this year. At this maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe leave it. For it's now, certainly but. on the list. That um, the backlot tour at Universal uh, Hollywood. Funnily enough, list. yeah, there's a there's an ad for that on your oh, really? way out. Yeah, it says, um, oh, now you've done this. Come and do this. I want to do. Uh, was it the, the Shire? I guess. Oh, uh, Hobbiton. Yeah, in yes, New Hobbiton Zealand. In New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a sort of mini trip report of the Warner Brothers studio tour Excellent. in Watford. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for this week, Josh. Um, we've already mentioned how you can email us. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Park Rush Podcast. You can find every episode we've done at parkrush.com or subscribe on your favourite podcasting app of choice. Thanks very much for listening. Stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, we will have an episode for you next week, as I said, about Marvel at Disneyland. Uh, there are also uh, a couple of interviews that I had lined up potentially for this very episode that didn't quite come through, but that I'm hopeful will happen in between now and next week. Uh, one of which uh, could well end up going up as a sort of bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into more detail than that, just in case it ends up not happening. But if it does, uh, maybe yeah, keep an eye on our Twitter page, for example, uh, where we'll share details of that. But yeah, uh, until then, or more likely next week, take it easy. Goodbye. Sayonara. Sayonara.